Welcome to the Game Central Podcast, episode number 51. Glad you could join us. If you're back from last week or you're a new subscriber, then welcome again. With me, as usual, I've got Gareth Williams. That is me. And Don Goss. That isn't him. There you go. And I am Robert Walker, and I am neither, nor both of them, but I could be in an alternate reality. Uh, Gareth. Yeah. Why in the um, last the other day WrestleMania? Um, why did everyone go crazy when The Rock came on, but then start to boo him at the end of Royal Rumble? I was going to say it wasn't WrestleMania; it was Royal Rumble. But I don't really watch wrestling much, so I don't know the slang. Okay, it's mainly because the guy who won the Royal Rumble, who's like related to The Rock. Oh, I see. Uh, everybody knew he was going to win. Uh, um, and. Basically, the WWE did nothing to convince people he wasn't going to win at any point during the entire Royal Rumble. Yeah. So it was just, as soon as he came out, everybody knew he was going to win. And then the way he won was really, like, insulting. Yeah, he yeah, was, I saw that. Yeah, it was pretty weird. And uh, also, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon seemed quite angry that The Rock was able to get into the ring. Um <laughs> Why couldn't they have, like, used security and stuff? Because I'm pretty sure that if I tried to do that, I'd have been stopped at some point. Yeah, but you're not The Rock. I suppose. (laughs) If he shows up at the gate of the venue and he says, I want to go in, you're not going to say no. It's just sometimes it makes me think that the whole thing's just fixed and planned. But that's enough about wrestling. (laughs) Uh, We're here to talk about gaming and it's going to be absolutely fantastic. How's your week been, Gareth? It's been okay. You've only just woken up, haven't you? I have only just woken up. <clears throat> Are you storing all your energy for football? Well, I say football. It's just being a goalkeeper, isn't it? A goalkeeper is a very important part of a team. Yes. Maybe the most important part. <laughs> you know what, I, uh, yeah. Sorry, Gareth saying he's a, a goalie. Just he, he does look like every goalkeeper that at my at my school ever. If there was a kid yeah. who was in goal, it, it was a particular like kid, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's just, normally... it just it kind of clicks. <laughs> Gareth definitely is a goalie. Yeah, he's, he's sort of, he, was, <laughs> he was left out last, wasn't he, when people were picking teams? <laughs> they just generally had more hair than everybody else. Yeah. Because they didn't really... get in their eyes when they're trying to, you know, dribble around yeah. people and tackle and all the rest of it. And there, there wasn't such thing as hair bands and stuff back then. And also, <laughs> what kind of goalkeeper he is... It's really up for debate. You could be just someone that's put in goal to stop a ball from going in the back of the net, like an object, or much more than an ironing board, or you could be, you know, diving around. Did you make a diving save? Multiple. That's what a goalkeeper does. I wish somehow we could get footage of this. (laughs) I think I will probably find that pretty humiliating. And that's what it's all about. (laughs) Uh, what about you, Don? How's your week been? No. <laughs> oh, my God. Take that penis out of your mouth. <laughs> I know you've got lots of fit in, but, you know, it's the end. <laughs> I'm going to have to swallow first. Oh, oh. Spit it. 
<laughs> but it's dribbling down his chin. That's well, my God. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've had quite a nice week. Thanks. Spent it with my girlfriend. So, uh, and it sounds like she's there with you now. <laughs> Sadly, not. I'm Something about her we don't know. <laughs> God. Oh, God. Oh, no, I think you know enough about my girlfriend already. Thanks very much. Bit strange. <laughs> uh, to ask how my week was, it's a bit weird if I told Hey, myself. Rob. How's yeah. your week been? Uh, my week's been very nice. Signed up to the WWE Network. That was probably the highlight. <laughs> uh, and I didn't cancel it after watching the... Uh, what's it called? The Royal the Rumble. Rumble. Like, bloody hair boy did over there. Just because he looks like a cross between Roman Reigns and the other one, Bray Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> right, and Haystacks. Oh. Yeah, long hair. He did have or long the, hair. Or Undertaker, he had long hair as well. He was a right fucking dirty bastard. Yeah, looked, but... He just, he just looked dirty, like covered in grease and shit. I was like, have a fucking wash, mate. Yeah, all of their hair was like that, though, wasn't it, back then? It kind Disgusting. of... It was lank. But then, when you looked at Triple H in his early days, when he was Hunter Hearst Helmsley, his hair was so beautifully maintained, wasn't it, Gareth? Triple H had some of the best hair that's ever been yeah. seen on television. But then he got rid of it all. Yeah, yeah. At so a certain age. At age, don't you, where you just can't have it anymore. Yeah. Right, so... This week's Game Central podcast is not going to be the usual. We're going to have a feature about the run-up. Well, it's not the run-up. We're already in 2015. And what games we have in store, which ones we have to look forward to. Gareth will again say that Batman Arkham Knight is going to be uh, let down. And he's going to bank everything on it. A bit like he said that Watch Dogs 2 will not be released. Yeah. Literally the week they announced they were working on it. No, no. (laughs) It was, Gareth. No. It really was. I it, think was, you, it, was, it, was it was supposed to be a prediction that was so out there that would never happen. And they literally, maybe just to fucking, just to get at you, they decided to step ahead and make it. I said, oh, we weren't going to do Watch Dogs 2, but then we listened to some knob end uh, on a podcast and it just made us feel really angry. So we decided to set on producing it the very next day. <laughs> it's It's a bluff. <laughs> oh, are they trying to psych you out, or yeah, they're, they're just trying to they're trying to make everybody think they're making Watch Dogs. So then when they announce the next Assassin's Creed game at E3, no one will see it coming. Already. <laughs> <laughs> Gareth, I think you should just stop this controversy. <laughs> right, so on with the news. Every week we like to do a bit of the news, uh, but before we do, we're going to have, have a piece of news that sort of is separate to the main body of news that's gone this week. It's kind of uh, news that's been plucked from the stream of consciousness of developers. It's, it's quite abstract. Sometimes it can be a little bit alarming, but believe me when I say it's going to be some of the best news you've heard all week. In Don Goss's Hot Goss Ip. <laughs> oh okay, god hello wait, wait for the jingle okay now don we thought last week the uh jingle for your section was a little bit patronizing wasn't it or patronizing well do i know something i'll let into a little secret i haven't listened to uh the full edit of last week's show so i don't know what the jingle was 
it was basically it didn't lend your section the gravitas that it deserves. Did it, it was not? kind of like da 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 da. <laughs> so I I yeah, this, it needs to be something orchestral, Gareth. We know you like all that. Okay. With kind of stirring drums and a build up to the climax, Great big crescendo at the end. Yeah. And then the bit of brilliant hot gossip <laughs> that is. coming back for Mortal Kombat X slash 10. Wow. Yep. I mean, because where did you hear that from? Oh, it's it's so hot you probably can't even find it on the internet. Right I can't. Now. The internet has got everything on there. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Reptile, Mortal Kombat 10. Great, because everyone wants to play a third character oh, that is like yeah. two of the other characters, just a different colour. Brilliant. Yeah. That's everyone's favourite thing, having three characters that do the exact same things, but the exact same moves, just different colour. So, yeah, but he's a reptile. Boom. Yeah, he's kind of, Well, he's a man with a weird reptile face, and he spits in you. He always Did spits. You? He never swallows, he just spits. You said he spits in you. He spits at you? I meant to say at you. I'm really? sorry, I, I have a terrible headache. But, well, uh, yes. Well, for all those reptile fans out there, I'm sure this yeah. week's hot gossip will come to as a much, uh, much relief. Yep, get on your forums and start chatting it up. Yep. Whatever it is, Hot you crazy kids with your forums do. Say that line one more time, Don. <laughs> what is the hot gossip this week? <laughs> Reptile is coming to Mortal Kombat. So, what's the news looking like this week, Gareth? Has it been a slow week, a medium week, or a fast week? It's been a medium week with some fast bits, uh, then a slow bit, and then more fast bits right at the end. That's fantastic, Gareth. Thank you for telling us that. Um, a few months ago in Edge magazine, I remember um, reading up about Robot- Robotoki, uh, and it seems to have closed its doors already, which is... Quite sad. Uh, the studio, which was founded by former Infinity Ward creative strategist, I don't know what that is. You create a strategy. Is that what that job title is, Gareth? Yes. Yeah. So, how would you, you creative strategist has ceased all operations and put all development on hiatus? Uh, basically, it's another one of these studios that have tried to go um, on it on their own, and unfortunately, they've folded. Uh, because of indie games. He said, uh, we were actively negotiating a publishing deal for the premium version of Human Element, but unfortunately I'm able to continue to self-fund the studio until that deal finalises. Because sometimes, you know, you're making the game, you're developing it, and you have to pitch it to publishers. And if you can't find a publisher in time, and you're burning at both ends, which means that you're developing, plus trying to find money to fund this, um, then basically, if when as soon as you run out of money, if you haven't got that publisher there or someone to pump money into what you're making, 
It looks like he could be going on to crowdsourcing. Yeah, well, they were looking for funding for the premium version. So I guess there was also going to be like a free version, like a free-to-play. Yeah, but you'd need the money from the premium version to kind of move the free-to-play, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you would. And yeah, the thing is that Human Element looked absolute garbage, I thought. So. Was it an indie game, though, Gareth? No, they showed it at the PlayStation Experience. Oh, that long that wasn't even that long ago, was it? And they can't find a publisher. Yeah. Mm. So, it's a bit of a shame. But the game did look poo. Basically, the whole premise is zombie apocalypse. Oh, but the real danger is the human element, which oh, is every zombie game. Yeah. So it's, it's, they just, they just it's not about the zombies, is it? It's about how we interact with each other. Yeah. And how we, how we act in that sort of post-apocalyptic world, which hasn't really been looked into before. <laughs> Daisy... <laughs> Uh, Battlefield Hardline will make its debut on Xbox One, it has confirmed. The upcoming first-person shoot will first be available through EA Access, which is exclusive to Xbox One. Oh, my God. I cancelled my EA Access subscription. Oh, oh your <laughs> face is red now. It is still red. Uh, users will be able to access the full game as part of their free 99 monthly subscription. Alternative EA Access is available for 19.99 for the entire year. This sounds like... Um, Desperation? Yeah, you could call it that. But, I mean, they get it free, but um, I don't know if it's one of those six-hour things, if you know what I mean. Because with FIFA, you got to play it for six hours before your time limit ran out. So I doubt this is um, access to the whole game when you're paying for it. But, I mean, the games on it are so... They're not even worth EA access. Um, it's Battlefield 4, Plants vs. Zombie, FIFA 14, Need for Speed Rivals, Peggle 2, and Madden NFL 25. And that's that's not enough to put someone onto like a 6.99 a month contract. They're just they're games that were released last year, well, 2013, some of them in the case. Um, do you want that, Gareth, for 3.99 a year? You can download Plants vs. Zombies. 3.99 a year? Three ninety nine a month, sorry. Oh, okay. That's a year, that would be a good price, wouldn't it? Everyone would be up on that. <laughs> well, the thing is, that uh, that is still less money than WWE Network would cost you. <laughs> yeah, but WWE Network has got a lovely vault of all the different things going on uh, in the world of wrestling and in its past as well, in its glory days when it was good. That's true, but there's only so many times you want to watch like The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. No. Yeah, there isn't, Gareth. There's... <laughs> How many times do you want to see uh, mankind go off of the cage when he's fighting the Undertaker? Okay, yeah, that's that's a pretty great moment. You could watch that maybe three dozen times before you got bored of it. Yeah, but then you'd leave it a week, then you could watch it again. <laughs> that's an absolutely fantastic part. It's a good speaking idea. Of, speaking of wrestling, Gareth, mm-hmm. uh, Elder Scrolls Online drops subscription fees. Uh, the wrestling uh, sort of thing being drops because it's kind of yeah yeah you see uh, the way I come up with these things Uh, it's dated on the PS4 and Xbox One so the game will launch on June 9th without a subscription model which is quite nice isn't it for people I think that's one of the things that put people off other than the game's not very good Um, (laughs) Gareth I'd like you to be a bard in it and go around singing lovely songs with a guitar are you able to do that? 
Bard? I don't think so. I don't think that's even an option, is it? No, probably not. But um, The Elder Scrolls tells a lovely story. But what I liked about Elder Scrolls, uh, Skyrim and, um, to a lesser extent, Oblivion, because I think Skyrim was a more, just a better version of... It's the best game ever made. Yeah, I think I like the solit- solit- the solitary feel of it, that you were one man against the world and you were the chosen one. And, you know, when you could, you walked across the thing and you come across a fire and you could cook a chicken, you know, just stuff like that. It's I very like... bare grills. Yeah, very bare grills. And I don't think that the community aspect appeals to someone like me, but for a console game, it could be very good. What do you think, Gareth? Well, I played the beta yeah. and I loved it because it felt to me like a... Um... An Elder Scrolls game first, and then an online experience second. So yeah. you were just playing an Elder Scrolls game, and there just happened to be other people around you. Okay, so um, that sounds interesting. Yeah, and I was really up for it, and then I found out you would have to pay, like, what, £10 a month or some shit, and then I was like, nope. Like WWE Network. Just like WWE Network. <laughs> oh, that would have been a better sort of comparison at the beginning, wouldn't it? Uh, well, I liked your comparison. It was all right. Well, but I could have said, and you know what, Gareth? Even though the WWE Network is nine ninety nine a month, I couldn't imagine it dropping its subscription fees to go free, just like the older Scrolls have just done. So that would have been good as well. <laughs> all right. Oh well. Well, next time this happens, when it comes remember. out, well, when we find ourselves in this exact position, <laughs> right? Pokémon tournament, which I saw a video of the other day and thought it looked absolutely awful. Controller sports six button layout with D pad, and it looks absolutely awful. Uh, what do you think of this controller, Gareth? You're asking me an awful lot. Don's there as well, you know. Don's got a headache. Yeah, but Don, you know he's got to work. Don's also it. Uh, not read this news story and <laughs> <laughs> doesn't know what Pocken is, and thinks controllers with six buttons have been around since the SNES days. So how is this news? Oh, you're gonna think we're lying when you, we tell you what Pocken is. Oh God, Go it's on. Tekken with Pokemon. Fuck off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's real. The Nintendo have made this game. But the Nintendo thing is... Made... It must have done a bit right. Really? It's a D-pad, but it's a 3D game? Yeah. So how does that work? It, it is doesn't. This just, is this just really, really poorly thought out? Yes. Yes. <laughs> the controller <laughs> looks horrible. Did you, I don't even know it so long. What What is the benefit of having it so long? It is very long. There's a big space in the middle. I guess my guess Amiibos. is that that is for Amiibos, yeah. Just makes you sick. You take an Amiibo it. to the arcade and you plop it on the middle and then a Pikachu would pop up. Ugh. Oh, is it in the um, arcades? Oh, I see. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's exclusive to arcades, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that makes more sense now. So you would take that in there with you, and you'd, you'd have to be really into it, though, wouldn't you, to get your own controller that doesn't have an analog stick for a 3D fire. <laughs> I don't know how, how it'd work. I don't think they do either. I just no. think that the whole thing's just miscommunication. <laughs> Nintendo probably think they're going to get some cutesy Super Smash Brothers kind of thing, so they've designed that controller when they don't know that it's a 3D fire. Really upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty fucked up. 
Yeah, but it may be one of those games that you never see on consoles. It just it's it just doesn't seem to fit the Pokemon universe. It looks a little bit too gritty, doesn't it? It's a novelty and nothing more. It has no lasting uh, appeal that I can see. And I, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you've got obviously you with your Smash Brothers got a bit disappointed, but you, you know, you get your controller, you run down to the uh, arcade, and you start playing it. And you're like, oh, I don't think this is that good, actually. That's what that doesn't happen. There's no Smash Bros at the arcade. No, there's no arcades. What are you talking about? There are, there's no arcades here, but in Japan they run right. If there's one for every person, apparently. Right, Daisy Standalone has sold more than three million copies in just over a year. The announcement was made by developer Bohemia Interactive, who launched the survival horror title in 2013. So, is Daisy finished yet, Gareth? Not even close, from what I've seen. Well, when are they going to finish it? They said they were going to finish it uh, by the end of 2013. Well, they haven't. No, they're not even close well, to finishing it. Well, they're saying uh, debut in 2016. Ah, oh, Daisy is so bad. Is it bad? What? What is it? What, what is it keeping it going? Why are people still coming back to it? People keep coming back to it because of the potential it has. It does have... Amazing potential. Like when you're out in Daisy and you're the only person for miles around and you're scavenging for supplies, it's amazing. And then when you see any zombie and their AI is awful Still. and you can't shoot them because the lag is ridiculous, like you'll yeah. fire a gun and five seconds later a bullet will come out of it. Well, that's not the sort of gun you or do you need to buy better weapons? You can't buy weapons. There's no like currency. You oh. just find them. Uh, but like, yeah, like the zombies will run at you like, and they'll turn in forty-five degree angles and yeah. ninety-degree angles like in an instant. So they'll be running at you, then all of a sudden they'll be running like across from you and towards you again, and you just can't shoot them because they just move insanely fast and in weird directions, and the guns are so laggy that basically yeah. every time I've tried to play it, the second one zombie sees me, I die because I can't kill any zombies in that game. That's not a very good start, is it? No. I mean, it seems that, especially nowadays, the um, sort of audience, they're so patient with things, aren't they? And it's like they'll sit there and they'll play a game and play a game and play a game and moan and moan and moan. And it takes forever to fix them, but people just wait and wait and wait. I don't know. It just it seems definitely last year as well there was a big thing starting with it in that people were just... They're just setting in for any old crap. And it's, it's, it's not that Daisy's crap, it's that you say it's the potential uh, of being good. And it seems that people aren't releasing games that are, you know, the full potential realised now. They'll kind of drag it out and you can see it in its whole development, which is good in a way. But people are happy to go along for the ride, even paying money at times to yeah. play a game as it's being developed. The problem and is as well... Just, it, like the Daisy guys are taking such a long time actually getting this game anywhere close to finished. Yeah. Which is why all these like copies start coming out, like War Z and this new H one Z one that's come out. Like yeah. people think there's so much potential in this idea, we can do it properly. And then they make a yeah. game that's just as broken, if not more so, than Daisy and wonder why nobody's asked. It's cause people are already yeah, waiting think... for Daisy, like, all the time. They don't need your other shit as well. Yeah, I think I think that's 
you're right in that respect in that you know everyone likes this idea it's a great idea in theory but we need to just leave it for four years or so let someone get on with it and then release it rather than everyone trying to rush and release something now because it's not the kind of game that you can just do a me too kind of game it's it's, it's not like a racing game or something like that that you can whip out in under a year it's not like the playstation 2 era where oh that looked good you know we're going to do that and obviously in this day and age you start development and in four years time who's to know that zombie games won't be hot it's like when world war ii games were really hot and everyone was making world war ii games uh during the playstation 2 era you know if you spent four years developing a world war ii game then you would have just missed the end of it and you would have lost a lot of money. So it seems developers are really jumping in for it now. But they still only seem to be making money, else they wouldn't do it. What do you think, Don? I agree. Thank you very much. <laughs> I like to think that you're laying there with a flannel on your head. I would if I still owned a flannel in the, this oh. day and age. What do you use now, Mr. Futuristic? <clears throat> uh, it's some kind. It's like a kind of... Kevlar kind of weave. It's, uh, <laughs> wow. I like yeah. to think that you've got one of those, uh, like a human size, you know, them Dyson dryers that you get in toilets <laughs> yeah. that you just, just kind a of massive roll one of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Thank Dyson you. should do next is make showers. They should make they showers should. that just blast the fucking dirt off you like their air drying stuff does. That'd be brilliant. I don't think that's what it does. It doesn't blast the dirt. You do wash your hands before using glass, and, <laughs> no, and I know. it doesn't just blast the dirt off. Oh, have I been doing it wrong? There's oh, a fine line as well between blasting the dirt off and then them just actually blasting all your skin off by accident. Yeah. Well, have yeah. you noticed how the weird air blade ones are now are really low down? So I thought you had to stick your penis in it to start off with, and that was just to kind of you know, to dry off the end uh, of your knob sure after that. everything. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yes. Right, so this is a suggestion of it. They've announced that um, the Phantom Pain release date is going to be announced soon. That's oh my an god. Announcement. Yeah. <laughs> an announcement. Oh god, I hate life. Right, so <laughs> Gearbox president Randy Pitford, he wants to hire artists uh, and developers, people that are genuinely passionate. You know, I'm a, I'm a passionate artist, but. Um, Unless I'll be able to work on Photoshop, then I'm probably not going to be allowed. They're not artists, by the way. They're just people that manipulate images. Do you agree with me, Gareth? Isn't that what art basically is? No, I mean, you, you put all these Photoshop wizards down with a pen and pencil and a piece of paper. They won't know what they're doing. You give them a picture that someone's drawn and get them to take out some blemishes. Yeah, you're so good, aren't you? Sorry, I'm a bit, I'm a bit um, bitter. <laughs> right, in a series of art, his picture says that he wants passionate eyes, coders and designers to join the team, which means Borderlands 3 probably hasn't even started development yet. Probably. Which is great. Are you going to go for that, Gareth? Whereabouts is it based? Is it in America? Texas. Texas. So you could go and live in Texas. It's a bit of a commute for me. See... You just don't want to know, do you? <laughs> you saying I don't want a job? Yeah. <laughs> well, sorry, well, Mum. I've forgotten about you and your non-job status. 
Yeah, well, you're the only that's, one. <laughs> that's still continuing. Well, I assumed that you'd done the Santa job at Christmas and you just kept on doing that. Uh, but that didn't even occur, did it? Nope. Well, you might be able to. background check. <laughs> In a nice way, Gareth. Uh-huh. Right. So, the news here, Gareth. What is this news about some holographic stuff? Sounds a bit too futuristic for me. Uh, the news is that Microsoft are creating holographic technology in a similar way to the Oculus Rift being like a big thing you put over your face and look a bit ridiculous. Yeah. This will be a big thing you look, put over your face and you look a bit ridiculous, but it's like the eye bits are see-through and it'll project holograms onto things in the environment or on your display. So you're looking at holograms. A bad trip. So it'll basically look like you're on a trip. You could have, like, cockroaches running down your walls and stuff. And that guy making a motorbike. What a waste of time, geek. Surely you just have naked women. What? Not for everything. Come on. All right, it's, it's nice in theory, but where's the longevity of it? It's holograms. What? I don't even understand your question. Okay, so Gareth does a hologram of a bike, and he's looking at it. That's good. Or a hologram, hologram of a cup. Right, it's no. not just a hologram of a bike. In the in the example... <laughs> no, that's not it. Like, oh, oh, I wonder what you can do on this. Oh, it's just a hologram of a bike. That's it. In the hologram. example, it's like projecting... Because he wants to fix his bike, so it's like projecting onto his vision yeah. how to fix it whilst he's fixing his bike. Okay. So instead so, of having to like turn his head a little bit to look at a manual or something, you can just keep looking, and then it projects it onto his head. What to do next? I suppose. <clears throat> Not too bad. So when you're trying to have sex or something, you can project it while you're doing it. Yes. And the Kama Sutra playing in your vision, <laughs> showing you what yeah. to do. I feel like you're joking, but of course, why wouldn't you be able to do that? Yeah. How to disembark disembowel or prostitute that'd be quite good uh, what else Gareth what would you have what would I have um, to be goalkeeper no oh, that could actually work because it could like you could see balls coming at you and it'd know if you stopped yeah. them or not that'd yeah. be cool that'd be pretty cool wouldn't it <laughs> right so that is the news this week it hasn't been that exciting holograms there haven't been any no, yeah but files in Mortal Kombat 10 Hello everybody, it's uh, time for that part of every episode where I shine a spotlight on video game music and how great it is. Uh, and all the way up until Easter, I'll be uh, shilling for the Classic FM Hall of Fame. Uh, Classic FM is obviously a radio station which plays classical music, uh, very well renowned. And they hold a open vote every year um, for a 300 uh, song list that they compile uh to go over the Easter weekend uh, where basically they, they want to collect the uh, best classic uh, songs ever written we've managed to get some video game music into this list a couple of times in the past and I'm hoping we do it again this year so I'm sort of uh, helping that along by playing some uh, tracks that could be considered classical uh, that are in video games that people will love that they can hopefully feel passionate about and go to Classic FM and vote for 
and hopefully get them featured in the Hall of Fame. Uh, the past two weeks I've been doing this, I've uh, played for you the Journey soundtrack and also uh, music from the Final Fantasy series. And this week I'm going to be going um, with something uh, a bit more recent than both of those two because Don was talking uh, earlier for me but later in the episode for you, I believe, about how he's not played The Last of Us properly. Um, Got me thinking about that game, how great the soundtrack is. So this is the uh, main theme from The Last of Us played by Gustavo Santa Olaya. And it's a fantastic piece of music. You can vote for it on Classic FM. And I hope you do. And if not, vote for whatever the hell you want, as long as it's from video games. Let's get more video game music into the Classic FM Hall of Fame. Let's send a message. Alright, enjoy The Last of Us.
this week's feature, we're going to be looking ahead rather than back or staying stationary. We're going to be looking at some of the big titles that are going to be coming out this year, which games you're going to play, which you're going to be disappointed about, which are not going to work, um, <laughs> um, and basically which are going to be the biggest waste of money. So to start with, uh, we've got these are not going to be in any kind of uh, numerical order going month by month. These are just some of the biggest games that are coming out uh, this year. Seems weird to be saying that this year. Uh, Assassin's Creed Victory. Now, everyone's going to buy it. Everyone's going to get very excited. It's not going to work too well. It's going to be very much the same as all the others. Dom, is this going to be one that's on your Christmas list? No, I'd, I'd rather scrub my genitals with a fucking cheese grater than play another goddamn fucking Assassin's Creed game. I don't care if it's set in Victorian fucking England. Yeah. <laughs> And that's all there is to say about Assassin's Creed. Uh, the Victorian era, probably one of the best eras. Uh, not just that, but it, the uh, architecture very much falls in line that makes them not really have to do much more development on the game because they're all very woodeny, the houses, aren't they? <laughs> Gareth, what was your favourite part about Victorian London? Is that when Jack the Ripple was about? You know it was, Rob. And my guess is that know. Jack the Ripper will be featured in the game. Or you could yep. actually be Jack the Ripper. It could say, you could be working for some guy, right? Obviously, we're using this, but this is too good for Ubisoft to actually use. You're working for some guy, and you know the prostitutes are part of a conspiracy, so you're the one that actually kills them. Yeah? Oh, I thought that was going to be... A longer, more interesting. <laughs> well, basically, they're part of the Templars, aren't they? And the Templars, to get money back then, to get funding, they were using a prostitution ring um, and stuff like that. Uh, so, obviously, they would have had all of the prostitutes. They would have been using that money to then fund themselves as the Templars. But I don't understand where the kind of vaginal mutilation and breast mutilation would come in to play maybe some sort of connect sensor mini games or on the Wii U pad <laughs> using my hands would be oh, quite God. good yeah uh, that would be lovely but I do think that you know Jack the Ripper's got to be a part of it because Jack the Ripper you know a lot of people think different things about him but he's a part of Victorian England and a very good White Stripe song racist oh. <laughs> right so are we going to say that that's probably going to be a miss, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say right now that's a miss. Unless they pull it back, which I don't think they, they can, because I don't think any of this... I don't understand. I think, like I say, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, like I say, right? Ubisoft are just... It's, it's that kind of... Just keep ramming it. Keep making them. Keep putting them out there. I think Assassin's Creed 2 was the only genuine one that was actually good. The rest are kind of like, oh, this is okay. Right, so a Battlefield Hardline, uh, Cops and Robbers. So it's, it's basically it's going to take away that whole soldier mentality of the gaming. Uh, I don't really know what to say about Battlefield Hardline. Well, like we said last week, it seems to be more of a side project than an actual full-fat Battlefield. Uh, Gareth, you played it earlier. Uh, not today, uh, earlier in last year. And you weren't too impressed, were you? No, I'm I'm the Battlefield guy you of are. us three. And even I'm not asked about Battlefield Hardline, unfortunately. No. It's kind of like I that. quite like uh, the prep. 
Sorry, the sorry. Good. <laughs> That's all right, Rob. Don't you worry, mate. Thanks. Uh, no, I'm the, pre- the premise is quite interesting. I quite, as a shooter, the premise of like a house under siege and being able to destroy the walls and work your way through a kind of hostage situation in a confined area. I, I quite like that as the little game mode that's, and that's stuff. A di- but that's a different game. It's like Rainbow Six, Gareth. What yeah. are you talking about? <clears throat> that's this. Battlefield Hardline, Don. No, this is this. No. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's definitely not this. I think it is. It is. Rainbow Six. I think Destiny is. Is, he doesn't understand. Is it? What's the Rainbow Six game called? What's the subtitle? Uh, is it? It's not Patriots anymore, is it? House, house Under Siege. It's some woman in a house. It, it was Ubisoft. Yeah, it was the press conference, wasn't it? Rainbow Six, some woman in a house. <laughs> Fantastic. It's, it's the... Basically, uh, the Battlefield Hardline thing that isn't the woman in the house is shit. The one that's in a, the one that's in a house is looks good. There you go. I've just uh, well, thanks for clearing up. that up and being so clear about that, Don. <laughs> thanks. So you heard it <laughs> first. The one that was that isn't very good. The one with the woman in the house is good. So uh, Batman Arkham Knight, <laughs> Gareth. Uh, me and you are quite excited about this, but Gareth is a bit of a is uh, foretelling the future. <laughs> And, um, you know, he's, he's done such great things before as uh, Sooth saying that um, Watch Dogs 2 won't be developed. Um, um, League of Legends is good. That was another thing that he foretold. Uh, don't know, but Batman Arkham Knight being terrible. Did you say it's going to be terrible or disappointing? Terrible. It's actually going to be a bad game, is my guess. Okay, so it's going to be bad as in Unity bad, or...? Unity bad, and then when it's fixed, everyone's going to be like, oh, this is actually, like, boring and kind of lame as well. Mate, I know sometimes you make wild accusations, but that is pretty crazy. <laughs> because we're looking at a developer, Rocksteady, that they're not going off making loads of different games. You know, we could say Battlefield Hardline. Battlefield Hardline is the Call of Duty Ghosts. It's, you know, it's the Batman Arkham Origins of the series. This is Batman Arkham Knight. This is Rocksteady. And they're not making loads of different games. They are just 100% focused on this. You know, I bet Batman Arkham Knight comes out in the same month uh, and is released to universal praise the same month that Watch Dogs 2 is announced. (laughs) And I tell you what, that month, if we're still doing this podcast, is going to be the worst month of your life because you're just going to get absolutely wrecked. I... Rainbow Six Siege. Thank, Thank you. you, Don. Thank you. Just edit that back uh, when we were talking about <laughs> Battlefield. I, I can do that. I'm going to be right about all this stuff. Okay, so what about Batman Arkham Knight is going to be bad? Because the actual uh, mechanics of the game are extremely good. No, um, the actual mechanics of the game on the last generation of consoles was extremely good. Okay, so why is this not going to be good? Well, from every bit of footage I've seen, it looks like they've done something that makes it look like it flows worse and it doesn't look as satisfying and it kind of... It looks like they couldn't recreate it on a new engine. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah. So I think the game's going to feel like um, a bit of a cheated experience for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Plus that Batmobile looks fucking shit like there's no point in that Batmobile at all no and it, it, I think the Batmobile they they said oh finally we've got the 
a reason to bring out the Batmobile. Number one, I don't find it very sexy. You know, when you're in the Batmobile, you want to feel like a sexy, sort of latex-clad man. Um, but, you know, I, I don't feel the sexiness with it. And it, it just turned that... into a tank. What's the fucking yeah. point? Just have a tank. Ugh. Yeah? And it, it seems that, you know, I saw on that video, what I don't want it to be is that you drive up to a bunch of enemies or an unblo- a, a block area that you have to go in and you're basically just strafing around them just shooting constantly till they're all dead and then you can continue your push forward but you know as long as it's um tight like arkham asylum and arkham city um next gen graphics apparently it's supposed to look really good we're all going to be very happy apart from gareth yep now gareth do you know anything about below uh i don't think so not off the top of my head no, not many uh, people know much about Below. They've not shown very much. No, so you tell us a bit about it, Don, because you seem to know a lot. <laughs> well, Below, if I'm right, correct me if I'm wrong, because occasionally I get games mixed up. Is, uh... <laughs> Can't correct you if you're wrong. Like you could say it's about a woman in a in a room that everyone has to try and get in and save while fighting each other, because we literally don't know. Do you, do you know what? I've just read that this is by students. Yo Capybara, um, who worked on uh, Super Time Force, and that immediately tells me that this is not the game I was thinking of. Great, <laughs> thank you game... very much, Don. <laughs> uh, so, <sighs> yeah, I... <laughs> See, uh, I was thinking of the, the guys who made Limbo, who were also you, making... You are so... This you're not... turning into Guy. You literally are Guy. Because <laughs> I remember when we first started with you Don and you know it's like we can rely on Don you know sometimes you say to Don yo Don tell us about this and you'd be right in there what's happened man destiny and women yeah yeah one day it's all going to be gone (laughs) right Bloodborne you're a big fan of the Dark Souls series aren't you Gareth I am officially a fan of the Dark Souls games yes so what is it about Bloodborne that's got you your blood born it's like Dark Souls, but with a shotgun. Yeah. Which is cool. Uh, Are there the graphics... any kind of ranged weapons in Dark Souls? Um, you can use uh, like crossbows and bows and arrows, but they're not the best thing to use. No. You can also like throw fireballs magically, but they're not a shotgun. No, nothing's a shotgun apart from a shotgun. Exactly. And it just everything about it just looks really interesting. All the enemy designs are really creepy and cool, and yeah. like I don't know where the game takes place and anything about the story, but all the characters look basically like the Undertaker from the early nineties, just like go. big hat, massive cloak, just running around kicking the shit out of things. Mm. <laughs> it looks really good. I don't know how else. Justify it. it. No, it, it does. It's one of the games that I'm looking forward to this year, definitely. I think the problem is with games, especially looking into games, is that they're so much like predecessors of games or a particular genre that most games fit into a particular kind of category. And, you know, it, you look at it, if you say Batman Arkham Knight, you kind of say, oh, it's Batman Arkham Asylum with uh, better graphics. Assassin's Creed Victory is Assassin's Creed Unity. Bloodborne is Dark Souls with a shotgun. And then we're on to Dying Light, which is basically um, going to be 
exactly the same as uh, Dead Island. It's made by the same team, um, the same premise. <clears throat> There's been a bit of controversy this week as well because apparently the retail version is going to be released a whole month after the digital version's gone on sale. Wow. So obviously people that really want it, they're going to be forced into digital buying. Well, they say forced. No one's forcing them. But, you know, if you want to get the game, you're going to have to wait a month for a retail release. And apparently it's all this big kind of um, controversy going around and that they're trying to make people buy uh, the premium edition online for like £10 more. But we don't know. They haven't really given a, uh, an, a reason why it's coming out a month later. But uh, Don probably knows, but he's not going to tell us. But um, this is that. Yeah, this it, is that. This is that um, kind of vertical scrolling shoot 'em up, right? <laughs> what the fuck, Don? It's a bit like uh, the new art. That was like. a joke. That is a joke. I know. I know uh, when Don's joking, <laughs> and when he's that was a joke, wasn't it? That that was. Yeah, sure. Why not? It was a joke. <laughs> Because we want to laugh, but we're genuinely worried. <laughs> right, so uh, it's a zombie game, obviously. Um, I don't know if any of you played Dying, um, Dead Island. It's one of those games where you say, yeah, this has got potential. But Deep Silver, they, they weren't the developers to kind of realise that potential. And I don't think it's going to happen again. A lot of people will say, oh, it's Dead Island, but with better graphics. And I really don't understand. But people will still moan about it, Gareth. Uh, Evolve uh, is a game that Gareth is really looking forward to. Um, and why is that, Gareth? What, what is it about Evolve? Uh, you seem to be getting me and uh, James Lawrence confused again. Easily done. Look at the hair. <laughs> yeah, James uh, Hawkey Lawrence, member of the Game Central yeah. community, is super pumped about this game. He's very excited about it. Obviously, I can't see the amount of pump that he is because I'm not a part of the Game Central uh, community. You're probably probably for the best right now. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> is there a war going on? Not not quite. Well, there's a war against the podcast, as we all know. Yeah, we will know, but I don't know the updated version. That's basically it. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> I do think Evolve looks cool. Yeah. But it's one of those games where I can imagine running out of things I want to do in that game. A bit like Titanfall. Yeah, kind of. Like... There's only so many monsters and so many classes for the humans to be, and so yeah. many maps, and then it's just keep doing that forever. <laughs> be yeah, like Destiny. They had the uh, not like Destiny. They had the Evolve um, beta the other week, um, and a lot of people have come back from that saying that they're not really interested in Evolve because of that anymore. Because um, it turns out things like it's really it seems a bit too easy to, if you're the monster to just hide for long enough that you can level your monster up to its most powerful um, version and then just go and find the hunters and just drop on them with all your most powerful attacks. But then it's up to you and, to kill and, it. and kill them really quick. Yeah, but if but it's apparently it's too easy for you to kind of evolve your creature up so it's really, really yeah. powerful without them finding. And what ha- what that means is the people who are playing hunters are spending like 15, 20 minutes wandering around with nothing to shoot and then suddenly the monster appears out of nowhere, mega powerful, and kills you within 30 seconds. And you go, well, that was fucking great. Yeah, <laughs> 20 minutes suppose, wandering around, and then yeah, I'm dead. Yeah, just wandering so. around, and bang, that's it, it's over. <laughs> yeah. And there's only, only really so much tension you can build from that before someone's just going to say, you know what, I'd rather be doing something else for that 20 minutes, kind of put the control pad down, and just yeah. wait, and then start playing after 20 minutes. 
Um, <laughs> Game of Thrones, which I think, Don, is uh, the sequel to Walking Dead and The Wolf Among Us, as you as you like to put it. Um, have you played the Game of Thrones Telltale games, Gareth? No, I, I tend to wait until the whole um, seasons come out for these Telltale games. Yeah. But I'm I'm all right. I'm excited to play Game of Thrones. Thing. Does this follow the, the story of the books and the, the TV show at all, or is it a unique story set in the universe of Game of Thrones? So it's a unique story set in the universe of Game of Thrones, but it'll sort of weave in and out. A bit like Angel with Buffy. Oh, no one watches that. <laughs> exactly <laughs> like Angel with Buffy. I've seen Angel. I've seen yeah. Buffy. They're both well, fine. Well, don't admit it. <laughs> right. Halo 5 Guardians. Now, I am quite actually looking quite... I'm looking forward to this uh, because I did enjoy Halo 4. Uh, you haven't played it, have you, Gareth? No. Nor has Don. No, I haven't. But I was very, me, uh, very happy with Halo 4. The best Halo game. Um, Sorry, Halo uh, 4, you mean? Yeah, I've yeah. played Halo 4. Don't you think it's I thought the best you meant Halo? have I played Halo 5 because they've had betas and stuff out. No, I haven't. Halo 4, Halo 4 was great. It's, it's yeah. probably my second favourite Halo game after the original. And I spent many an hour in the multiplayer shooting people's in the face. It was good. Yeah, I mean, I'm not in it for the... Um, for the... For the oh, I'm for the, yeah, I'm in it for the single player. <laughs> and I will yeah. be very much enjoying it. They haven't shown much of the single player because they're so moist over the multiplayer, aren't they? That they just want yeah, to show... Yeah, they're really, really pushing the multiplayer thing. They've, they've literally shown one kind of CGI cutscene for, yeah. for, for the single player um, campaign, so no one really knows what's going supposed on. Supposed to multiplayer is what keeps your game alive and keeps the money rolling in. I don't know. Halo, though, has always been sold on its story first for me, I think. It was always yeah. about the story of the Halos and the Rings and the Covenant and all that first. So How we'll see the what they've done. Coming back then, uh, Don? Um, Do we know well, they've, the they've, never, they've never gone away. Oh, they've, <laughs> they've never gone away. Never gone away. Um, but, uh, I mean, the, the, the four, um, what are they called? The four runners are basically guaranteed to be in it. Um, Good. Uh, and this, you know, but, but who knows? There's obviously, there's another character, a main character in there who's Agent Locke, I think it is, who you're Ruben to be playing uh, as well yeah. as playing the Chief. So how much you're going to be playing as him rather than the Chief? I don't think uh, Gareth will like him. Why not? Just, I've just got a feeling. <laughs> because right. I like because, so many things. Uh, is it because he is of a uh, non-white persuasion? I'm not, like I said, I'm not the one to talk oh about dear, this. Oh dear. Right, Hotline <laughs> Miami 2, wrong number. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to this as well. Uh, I loved Hotline Miami. Um, great soundtrack, great visuals. It, it was just... I don't know when you when you completed a, a level without dying once, you felt like such a badass, didn't you, Gareth? Yeah, this this is what probably one of my most anticipated games of the year. Oh, it looks so good as well. It just looks exactly like the first one, but that's what makes it look so good because I just wanted yeah. more of the first one. Basically, as soon yeah. as I had finished it. <laughs> it, it, it still had unlike most sort of indie games where you've got that. It had such scope that I could probably have been playing it still now with random generated maps yeah you know it, it's, it's, it left you wanting more and I think that's very rare in today's game especially as it's quite a simple concept 
very simple, but yeah. it's so satisfying. Yeah. Just anything you would want to do that is satisfying, you can do. You can fire a gun when it runs out of ammo. You can throw it at somebody's face. And then when yeah, they fall it. over, you can run over, grab their head and smash it into the floor until blood is everywhere. And then you just do that again, if you want. And it's like some somewhere, some levels, you'd walk into a room and it'd just basically go... Like, how the hell do I do that? And it's kind of like trial and error. But as soon as you've cracked it, you, you like shoot someone, bang, bang. Another guy looks at you, throws the gun in the face, run up to him. Another guy comes from the room, get the shotgun, bang. It's, it's just really good and... Um, yeah, really, really looking forward to that. Uh, the Legend of Zelda Wii U, which isn't coming out this year, is it, Gareth? Nope. No, yeah. but it is. So, isn't it, Tom? It is, definitely. Yeah, uh, it's one that you're looking forward to buying on your Wii U, isn't it? Very much so. It will probably get me back to my Wii U um, if uh, it's out after, if, bleh, if Splatoon, which I think is coming out before it, doesn't get me back in it. We'll come for that as well, but we'll come for that later. Uh, but yeah, Legend of Zelda Wii U, it's a Zelda game. I'm really looking forward to it. I've got uh, Majora's Mask from the 3DS to get me uh, back into the Zelda frame of things before that. Ease you back uh, into Zelda. Ease me back into that little bit of Zelda. Um, oh, yes. But yeah, definitely Zelda Wii U, it's a, it's a definite yes for me. And, and basically, this game, it's either going to be the new era of Zelda, a new dawn, a new path, or it's just going to basically be people saying, we don't like this. You need to go back to what it was before. And that's no, what I you think it's I going think... to be, isn't it, Gareth? Yeah, I mean, what that trailer they showed, they were like, look at the size of the map. It's going to take us 15 minutes of game time just to get to this place that looks quite close on the map. And you now just do your Wind Waker analogy. <laughs> it's the, it's Wind Waker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, Don, you were going to say something before I rudely interrupted. <laughs> uh, the, it's still going to have. There's going to be all the, the kind of the standard Zelda mechanics, which are have kept the series running for the best part of twenty years. So, you know, it may be a bit more open worldy and stuff, but it's still going to be the same kind of. Here's a dungeon. You need specific. You're going to get your your hook shot at some point. You're going to get your bow and arrow at some point. It's going to have the puzzles in the dungeons, which are a key part of keeping Zelda fresh. Yeah. New new things to solve and all well, the rest uh, of it. Didn't Link Between Worlds kind of scrap that? <clears throat> I don't know. I didn't play it. In that you can sort of like rent items, so you could go into any dungeon with any set of items if you wanted. Oh, yeah, that's right. They Yeah, they kind of stopped that so that you could play the... They did it so you could play the dungeons in any order yeah. um, rather than having to do it linearly. Um <laughs> So, but I don't, but I mean that game still got rave reviews, um, and it was on a portable system. So I guess they're thinking, you know, people are playing in shorter bursts of time. Um, it makes more sense to make it a little bit easier to kind of get straight into those dungeons rather than force people to slog on something that they're going to be using on a handheld for half an hour at a time. Sort of yeah. thing. Um, so it might make sense uh, in that format, but I I, uh, I doubt they they do a shortcut like that in a, a humongous full title release like this. Well, there you go. Um, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. Uh, this is one that I'm, I suspect a lot of people will be looking forward to. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to it. And I didn't really play the Metal Gear Solid games, so I found them far too clumsy uh, and hard to play. Uh, they weren't sort of smooth like something like Splinter Cell. But playing Ground Zeroes, they'd done what it was supposed to do and show the people that there was a new engine. It's a lot more fluid to play. And I don't know about you two, but... Uh, 
Snake Eater and Metal Gear Solid 2, I found it very hard to come to grips with the controllers. To come well, to Ma- grips with the controls. Metal Gear Solid 2, I kind of got... I, I've never played past Raiden's section, which is most of the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Spoiler! Bloody hell. <laughs> yeah, sorry for you time travellers <laughs> out there. Yeah. Spo- <laughs> Um, but Phantom Pain, I, it does it, it. It's got me more interested in Metal Gear Solid again. To be honest, um, yeah. I'm quite interested in it. And I've just this minute worked out that the Phantom Pain is probably a reference to the fact that Snake has got a uh, mechanical arm. Because Phantom Pain is like one of those things where if you have a limb amputated, you can still feel it there, even though it isn't. And that's like a phantom limb. They call that go. phantom limb syndrome. So that's what that's a reference to. Yeah. You are welcome. Thank you, Don, for your gynecology. <clears throat> Uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, uh, with added added reptile. Enough. Boom. Everything's better with an added reptile, isn't it? Especially sex. Oh, I've hurt my ear. Hurt <laughs> uh, your ear. You know when you when you sort of scratch it, but you bend the cartilage. Oh God. <laughs> oh. Oh, pain. Yeah, Mortal Kombat. Is there still a world for two D beat 'em ups? Obviously, Street Fighter does it best. But I mean a kind of average beat 'em up. Yeah, I think so. But it's it's a different market. It's the kind of the more teen market who just wants a load of blood and guts and fatalities and to see X rays of skulls splitting open and stuff when they're beating people up. Uh, yeah. So it's appealing to a younger, less mature, shall we say, audience. I think. Um, but it's it's still oh, a fun Don. game nonetheless. The the Mortal Kombat. They I can't remember which version it was, but it was on the N sixty four. Back in about 2001. Mortal Kombat Gold. No, it wasn't. Um, but it was that was it actually was. a whole load of fun because they'd introduce weapons and stuff you could pick up and start lobbing at people. And uh, I had some good fights and uh, some good times on there. So, uh, Are you yeah. sure that wasn't Deadly Alliance on the PlayStation 2? No, I'm very sure it was definitely N64. It might have been Mortal Kombat Gold. Who knows? No, that was Killer Instinct Gold on the uh, N64. Uh, but yeah, Mortal Kombat, and it obviously appeals to people who are not into the technical fighters quite so much, all the difficult stuff. Yeah. I mean, Street Fighter is obviously a lot deeper than it looks, uh, and games like Tekken um, and uh, Virtual Fighter Evolution could be really tricky to get into and get good at. And if you want to beat the computer on the, if you want to beat the actual game on the harder levels, you need to know your stuff. But Mortal Kombat, you can probably get away with a few combos and stuff, and it looks cool. And while you can't you're doing wait it. to finish him again, can you, Don? <laughs> you can never have enough finishing. All oh, yes. that, all that being said, all Don's disparaging remarks about people who like Mortal Kombat. I'm really looking forward to Mortal Kombat. It yeah, looks I, awesome. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying it's going to be a bad game. It's just a totally different audience, I think, and uh, I'd probably quite enjoy it. It looks brutal and fun, and <clears throat> I just really love what they're going for like the story mode in the last game was actually really fun one of the most story modes I've played in the past few years in any <laughs> game let alone a fighting game and I hope they can replicate that experience well uh, a game that you're going to play Gareth and say it's actually really good I don't know what you guys don't get about it is <laughs> No Man's Sky uh-huh. uh, do we still know what it's about it's about oh. exploration mm. But is that a game? No, it's not. It really feels like, the more I hear about it, the more it feels just like an experiment where they're just letting other people work out if there's a game in there or not. They've gone, hey, we can create a massive, gigantic, almost infinite universe 
with billions of planets, and so you can all go off and just explore. There you go. But, yeah, and, but that's a, that's the best thing I've ever heard. You just no, pitched me the perfect game because there isn't anything. There is, and it's the thing. It's like there's gamers like me and Don. We just need like there needs to be a definite thing. Like we need to know why we're playing it. And then there's people like you that are like, hey man, yeah, there's there might be something, there might not be. It's just for us to discover. Yeah. No Man's Sky is the best game ever made. It's wow. better than Skyrim. <laughs> if it's if it's what I think it is in my head, it's better than Skyrim. But if it's I don't not, know what you're thinking sad. in your head. <laughs> all right, well, we'll see. We'll see. But... I think you think that you're going to come across a planet that's got like all children's bodies with your head on, going <laughs> "Daddy, Daddy," and then you're just going to be able to claim it as your own, and you're going to live on there. I mean, can you tell me that's not going to happen? I can't because hey, <laughs> that's the whole point of the procedurally generated planets, isn't it, Gary? Exactly. Yeah, great. Uh, the Order <laughs> 1886. Uh, a few gameplay tr- uh, sort of trailers have come out uh, with people being quite down on it. Yeah, this is Resident Evil 4 Victorian Steampunk Edition. Yeah. That's my review. Thank you very much. Which means it might be all right because Resident Evil 4 was obviously really good. Yeah, uh, but I don't. I don't think it's this huge revolution or massive change in gaming terms that people might be thinking it is. You know what uh, the order is? It's, what is it's Men in Black pre nineteen hundreds. Wow! <laughs> yeah, there we go. Which is cool. That's a cool idea. <laughs> Secret organization. Have, uh, the actual mechanic, gameplay mechanics, I think, have been done a hundred times before. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There it looks go. good. It might be interesting. It, I quite, I do want to play it, but it will be uh, when it's uh, going for cheap. Rise of the Tomb Raider. Now, yeah. I was <laughs> playing... Sorry, Karen. Sorry. <laughs> what was he going to say? He sounded like he was going to say something really disparaging about women. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't. <laughs> you were I going my, to. Though. I think my laugh said enough. Yeah, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Basically, I was playing Tomb Raider again today. The uh, <laughs> keeps laughing. Uh, that wasn't the punchline, Gareth. Oh, okay. Okay, uh, it was the um, not the HD upscale on the Xbox One. Still plays really well. I enjoy it. I enjoy the action set pieces, and uh, obviously, for someone like Gareth that says, "Oh, you can go to any planet. It's going to be amazing." I don't know. I don't know what my point I was going to make. I was trying to sort of compare it to No Man's Sky, but you can't really. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Don's looking forward to it. Yep. Gareth hates playing as women, so... I don't hate playing as women. Boy, you hate women. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you don't hate all women. You just hate strong, empowered women like Lara Croft and Tomb Raider. Yeah, no. women that could push you off. I disliked that good... <laughs> That Tomb Raider game everyone thought was really good. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah, the strangest man. <laughs> but that's not his fault. Oh, <laughs> he doesn't like Mar- Mar- Mario Kart 8. doesn't like Tomb Raider. I, just, I, I don't know. It's, oh. right, I, think so we should get, Gareth, I think we should get him what, scanned. Yeah, but what does he have to... What do they have to do to make you interested in Rise of the Tomb Raider? Um... 
First of all, it has to come out on PC, which I yeah. don't know if it will. It will eventually, because they want to get the hair physics fucking as realistic as possible. Oh, yeah, you got to get those tress effects going. <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh, that's what Gareth didn't like in the last one. <laughs> um, to get me interested in Rise of the Tomb Raider, they have to set that game in a world where having infinite supply of enemies with guns and stuff makes sense, and have it not treat me like a moron. Uh, wrong. There was not an infinite supply of enemies. Once you cleared an air of enemies, you could go back there and there would not be a load of enemies. It's an island that's basically in the Bermuda Triangle that for some reason has a huge army of only men with, for some reason, oh, a so very vast supply of guns. Well, that's because if there wasn't, you wouldn't have very much to do in that game. Exactly. It's contrived to... Anyway, we... <laughs> We can have this argument when Rise of the Tomb Raider comes out. Okay, let's do that. Let's put that in the, in the diary. Okay. <laughs> well, Rise of the Tomb Raider 2015, argument with Gareth. Yep, that argument. We're going to have a lot of arguments with Gareth this year, I think. Well, in, in, in fairness, the problem I had with Tomb Raider is the same problem I had with that gameplay of the new Uncharted that's coming out that we watched, where it's just like, you know, you'll be climbing up this mountain that... You're having to go through all these rigmaroles. Like you have to. The only reason I could climb up this mountain was because I found this one hook that there's only one of, and I just got to the top of the mountain, and there's a load of guys there with guns. Like, how? Why? When? It doesn't make any sense other than. I will agree with you that Uncharted Four gameplay we've seen so far looks very, very far fetched and unbelievable. But the thing is, Gareth, it's like, what do you want it to be? One of these experimentations that you love, where you're just a woman on an island trying to get from one end to the other. Yeah, Silent Hills. <laughs> now, we're all looking forward to this, aren't we? No. Uh, nope. No? I, I don't think it's going to be a bad game. I think it's going to be a, probably a genuinely good, innovative, new experience for a lot of people and a lot of fun, if that's the word to play. But having played the PT demo that scared the living fuck out of me, this Silent Hills game, if me playing it was to solve world hunger, miraculously, there'd be a lot of starving Africans. <laughs> there still because, is, Don. Because I am not going to play this goddamn game. It's well, there fucking, you go. Fuck this uh, game, it's too scary. I, hope, I just hope it's not going to turn into a kind of thing that we had with um, Deadly... No, what's it called? Evil Within. Hmm. Uh, which I didn't find scary at all. It's very old school, very sort of by the numbers, very clunky, and I hope that Hideo Kojima, he needs to update horror, basically. And uh, PT, obviously you say if it was like that, Don, but by everything that people are saying, it's probably not going to be like that. It's going to probably be third person. It could be like Silent Hill 4 The Room, where you had a mixture of first person. No, it it is going to be first person. Uh, There's been uh, another, um, a few months back, they showed a little teaser of actual gameplay from the final game and it is what? all first person all first person yep well keep to it probably locked scare here. the shit out of you uh, i'm not split. playing that game you will don you will play not, or you'll I'm watch just it not. with your girlfriend fuck no she wants me to bloody get it she enjoyed oh. the demo i'm like fuck off she likes to see you scared she likes horror movies and all kinds of stuff i'm like no i no thanks you can bloody no. play it on your own i'm not here we go. <laughs> you can hide behind the sofa crying. 
Uh, was it Splatoon you said you were looking forward to? Splatoon, oh. yes. This is the other Wii U game that um, will get me back on my Wii U once more. Uh, yeah, basically, uh, Nintendo is almost kind of their first kind of multiplayer shooter, really. But with paint, because we're Nintendo, and uh, we don't like the sight of blood and death. Uh, yeah. And it just looks kind of a bit fun, unique, bright, vivid, a little few extra um, unique pieces with the actual use in the paint not just to kind of kill your opponents, but as a method of transportation of yourself, you can sneak up on them and, uh, and using it as also as a, um, a mechanic to kind of cover the land, you know, to, you win basically by, uh, covering the area in your paint and eradicating the other person. Well, that was it, wasn't it? It was Tony Hawk's <clears throat> where you served that game mode paint where you used to was trick it? on, yeah, you wow. used to trick on certain, certain parts of the, uh, level and the person had to do the same trick on the same piece of level, but get a higher score to claim it. It was called Graffiti. But it was when they done that Nintendo Direct uh, sort of video that you became interested in it, wasn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It just looked it just looked it just looks genuinely fun. Like all that Nintendo games do, to be honest. You just you see them and you think it just looks fun. You don't think this looks like a really deep experience. You don't think that the story is gonna be epic and huge and sprawling and that yeah. there's a gigantic world out there. Or there's gonna be a hidden meaning that Gareth's looking for. Yeah, there's there's literally no hidden meaning to Nintendo. Yeah. It's just here's a game, we think it's a lot of fun, you can have a laugh with your mates playing this. Here you go. Yeah. And that's kind of that's it. They're very very one note, but it's a good note. Which um, note would it be? Uh a middle C. A brown note. No oh, fuck oh. Here he goes again. <laughs> Gareth, remember what you said last week? Sorry. Just stay away from that sort of stuff. Right, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Sea Egg. Now, yes. Yes. It's good. It's got a woman in a house in it. Yeah, and you've got to save her. You, yeah. So you feel like the hero, Gareth. Don. Gareth can still feel like a hero. <laughs> you, who remembers the uh, Rainbow Six where you could scan your face in with the, uh, with the, eye, the Xbox camera? <laughs> I don't remember that. No, Did you do that? I think it was Rainbow Six Vegas 2. It just looked awful. It looked like you had third degree burns and your face was really flat. <laughs> that would be but cool yeah, with this. I've really enjoyed Tom Clancy games in the past. If you could break into your own house and take yourself hostage, that could be kind of cool. That would be good, actually. Or if it was Don's girlfriend. <laughs> and everyone could just download it. Oh, it's Don's girlfriend. Oh, she, ain't it great. And then you've got Don in the corner kind of scared and crying because Silent Hill's on the telly or something. <laughs> so that that would be good. Uh, not seeing too much of it, but I like the way you can just blow holes in walls. Yep. Uh, while we're playing this, uh, Don will be playing Battlefield Hardline. <laughs> so going, this is not the game I was promised. No. Uh, Tom Clancy's The Division as well. For a dead guy, he certainly seems to be making a lot of games. Uh, Ubisoft has been under fire lately for promising more than it can deliver. The division promises a lot, Gareth. Um, again, to me, it depends how good it is in single player because I've got no friends to play with. And I think as you get older, as we were talking about Mr. Biffo earlier, you just, if you're working, you come home from work, you don't want to talk to anyone, you want to play games. So the last thing you want to do is talk to more people. I'd love to play games with you guys, but you know, Gareth's got the Xbox 360. Don's got the PlayStation 4, I've got the Xbox One, Gareth's got a PC. And, you know, anyway, he doesn't want to play with me. I've asked Gareth a few times if he could help me on Earth Defense Force, if he could help me on Battlefield. But it seems, not Battlefield, Borderlands. But it just seems that, you know, Gareth just doesn't want to take that next step in our relationship. 
Um, yeah, I think that's one of the only problems with having multiple consoles, in that you never really, you can't really get those people. And I'm not here to make friends to play games anymore. I'm not into that. Uh, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. Now, Gareth, you were quite upset about this. It seemed that the uh, trailer offended you in that, you know, we all love it. But as graphics are starting to get more complicated, um, we're starting to ask more about the narrators, aren't we? It's not good enough anymore that 10 enemies, like you say, just jump out of a bush and start chasing you. You know, you start thinking, where did those enemies come from? What, yeah. what are they doing here? What, what, why? How are they here? How did they get up on top of this mountain when it took me ages to get up here and I only had one hook? You yeah. know, and we're starting to ask questions of that. And it's starting to draw us away from the experience. But I don't think the demo showed us anything particularly new. And I think that's quite dangerous. And hopefully they're going to show us another trailer that's going to blow our underwear away. Yeah, Uncharted's not really about the, uh, the sort of combat experience or the exploration it's about the set pieces and we've not seen any yet um so once they show i don't know nathan drake holding onto a plane that's crashing into the ground while he lands he jumps out of it and like lands in a truck that's it that's that's more like it you know what i mean like just they need to show that kind of crazy stuff before anyone's going to be on board i think or he kind of parachutes into a truck but then you realize the truck's on a train but then the train is on top of a plane. And then that right. plane is inside a whale. Okay. And that whale is under the sea. And then the sea is in the world. And then it zooms out of the world. And there's a meteorite that crashes into it. And you kind of jump on top of the meteorite in slow motion, shooting it. And you get it away, you deflect it away from Earth. And then the sun, you start falling. But you know that sort of thing. It has to be that to kind of updo any of these set pieces that they've done already. Yeah, you basically just described like a a standard uh, level in um, Asura's Wrath. (laughs) Yeah, it needs to be like that. (laughs) Yeah, He needs to fight Asura. Okay, That'd be awesome. Don, with your PlayStation 4, is this something you're going to play? I'm more interested in Rise of the Tomb Raider than this, to be honest. Really? That's quite a statement to me. Yeah. Although, to be fair, I've not played any of the previous ones and everyone waited Oh, my God. Yeah, but I didn't have a PS3, did I? I don't care. Well, you know, I mean, everyone rated, you know, I tried two and I I was really interested in that, but never had PS3, so I never got a chance to. And like Gareth said earlier, the footage so far of this does just look, it looks very Tomb Raider-y, but... Just, I don't know. I'd rather play a woman than a than a bloke. Bit weird. It's, it's, it really comes down to that, really. I, I'd, I'd much rather play Lara Croft than Nathan Drake. And you haven't played The Last of Us either. No, not completed it anyway. He says oh. barely, barely started it. I know. Look, we're not going to have that conversation <laughs> again. When I when I I'll tell you what. When I have completed The Last of Us, I will let you know. You'll be the first people in the world <laughs> to know. Right, so Don, I, I still try. I sometimes sit awake at night, and I <laughs> think, think if I music. had like the best game ever, well, not the best game, one of the best games ever. It's not my opinion. You know, you you've seen it, you've seen the awards it's won, you've seen the amount of praise that gets heaped upon it. You know, it was like from numerous games, 
uh, in 2000. It was 2013, wasn't it, Gareth? It yeah. won Game of the Year awards coming out of its arse. It was beautiful. In your home, right, you've got the definitive version of that game sitting right. there. Yep. And you're not even tempted to just put it on. Well, I've like, like I said before, I have played it for an hour or so. You know, I've got to the part where Joel meets Ellie. Yes. And then that was a convenient place to, for me to stop playing and go to bed at that point because it was like 2 o'clock in the morning. But then most people... And then what oh. happened was the next day, the next yeah. day, I put Destiny in. Oh. And, oh. And, and then I started that. And now, admittedly, my gaming time is reduced slightly because I'm out a lot more often. This is true. I do have a girlfriend. You're out and you're in, then you're out, then you're in, then you're out. Go on, Gareth. Stats it. So, uh, yeah, because the way Destiny is put together with the daily bounties and you need to get your XP up and stuff like that. You don't need to, though, Don. Yes, you do. If you're going to get... you don't. (laughs) What happens if you don't? So you go... You fall behind, or you just behind you, who? Everyone else in your raid team. Okay, but you're yeah. you're in the lead at the moment, aren't you? So, no, no. But Is guy last? last? I wish. Oh fucking god! Are you max level, Don? No, I'm one away from max level. Okay. In fact, today, if I go on tonight, I'll I'll hit max level tonight. And then, can you just leave it then? No, because I've got a bunch of weapons to level up. <sighs> Why? Why do you want to unlock them, though? I want to level them up, because then they are the most effective, and you unlock all the perks, which do varying different, uh, yes, different types why? of damage. Because I like it. I like leveling yeah, but stuff what, up. What is the ultimate? Is someone going to come around your house and shake your hand and give you a biscuit? Oh, biscuit would be nice, but I... I no, I just... It's, it's one of those things in games, you just, you just sometimes you just like... It's the leveling thing, and there's loads of games that have leveling things. Eventually, when I have a when 32 is currently the highest level, I'll hit that tonight. Basically, the only thing left for me currently is there's a bunch of weapons that I haven't got, which you need to get from the raids. There's some gear that you can only get through the raid. There's one piece I'm missing of that, and you just it is a bit of a collection, you know, collect them all kind of thing, I suppose. But then you're prepared for the next bit DLC. If I everything, if I get everything and I leveled it all up before the next set of DLC next month. Uh, sorry, in March, not next month. <sighs> then I'd, I'd, I'd be less inclined to go back to it on, you know, because I have a few hours a night to play because I get back yeah. from work. So I just put that on because it's easy to just quickly go in there, blast for a couple of quick hours, off to bed. Well, there you go. Um, that, thank you. For, you you're going to have to justify why you play it every week. <laughs> okay, basically. Um. And why you're not playing The Last of Us, which you haven't played before. <laughs> uh, right, so I think that's about it for the preview of 2015, unless I've missed out some really good games, Gareth. Uh, which are three I'm not personally looking forward to, uh, but a lot of people are. Um, Xenoblade, which Don will say he's looking forward to, to make him justify having a Wii U, but I don't care about again. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, 2015 is going to be pretty much the same as this year. Uh, a lot of uh, disappointments. But whatever you say, at least Hideo Kojima polishes his games. <laughs> have we, not to like just sort of uh, maybe wrap this up, but have we actually been playing anything, anyone? 
that's what I'm going to say. That's what I was going to say next is that I haven't been playing anything um, un- not unusual but different. Yeah, I played like five games of League of Legends and then a little bit of Dota with a friend and that's it. Yep, and Don yep. played Destiny. Yep. Anyone seen any interest in Pong? <laughs> oh, God, actually, yes, but I'm, I'm, I, I can't. <coughs> I, say, I say seen, it was sent through the... Oh, God, it's a few couple of weeks ago now and you've just reminded me that I saw this horrific thing. <laughs> It was sent through the Destiny um, Facebook message group that me and Guy and Paul Lynn are on. Yeah. Someone just posted this thing, this gift. Was it basically. when the man defecates in a woman's mouth? No. Oh, oh Jesus. that's oh. No, but it? It, it involved a thalidomide dwarf. Oh, wow. Yeah. You don't get many of them to the pound. There's no, you certainly don't. And that's as far as I'm willing to say on this podcast as to what actually it was. Fantastic. So that's what we've been watching this week. <laughs> Gareth, have you been watching any Pong? Um, no. Yeah, bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> I bet your hair goes down your face. I bet you look like uh, Bray Wyatt towards the end of the Royal Rumble. He's, he's not a bad-looking guy. No, but obviously with this hair all stuck to his face and stuff. Yeah... Maybe. I've never really glanced at myself. Yeah. During. You wanna get some mirrors, mate? You wanna get a connect, mate? <laughs> Just put the connect on. Go. Have a little cheeky anyway. This is getting <laughs> very odd. Right, just edit all this out, Gareth. Yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll stick it right at the beginning so people cannot possibly avoid it. Yeah. Um <laughs> I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> I think we all are. Yeah. Oh, my head is killing me. I know. Well, we didn't have any what have we been playing this week because basically we haven't really been playing much. Uh, so that was an extended preview of the year 2015. Uh, join us next week where hopefully we'll be playing a little something different. Gareth uh, will be playing League of Legends and Don will be playing The Last of Us. So join us next week when we'll have even more gaming news for you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.